Good day, folks. Today is the 22nd day of February 2024. I'm your host and narrator Mitchell Dawkins with today's message. Today, I'm going to talk about the response to a greeting of how you doing. Uh, people often say, and this happens often in the Christian circle, people often say uh, when you ask them how you doing, they say blessed and, and, and highly favored. And so um, I'm going to talk about that today, and I'm going to try to get through this without stumbling too much over my words. As you know, I'm still uh, in recovery and still in uh, rehabilitation for having a stroke uh, a few months ago. And so uh, I'm going to continue to to give these messages because this is what the Lord put in my spirit, and I'm blessed. <laughs> Glory to God, and I still have hope of my full recovery. And so, um, I, I, I'm going to attribute, amen, uh, my research to Clarence J. Hayes, Jr., which is an author of uh, many books, and uh, he's a Bible teacher, as well as a, a, a co-author of many articles. And so, um, you know, I was, I was, I was in um, in a fast food store uh, several days ago, uh, which I probably shouldn't have been in, amen. But a young lady walked in, and I said, "How you doing?" She said, "Oh, I'm blessed and highly favored." And so, uh, you know, of course, it's not the first time I heard people say that, you know. But you know, I, I said to her, "Are you?" And she said, "Yes, I am." And uh, she said, "Well, let's not go there because you don't you don't know my story." She stopped me right in my tracks, amen. But I said, "You know, okay, I, you know, I didn't mean to be offensive to you, or anything." But I often why often want to know why people say that they're blessed and highly favored. Now, I've asked some people in the past, and they spilled out a numerous reasons why, uh, which is fine if they think that's why. But oftentimes it has something to do with money, it has something to do with jobs, it has something to do with something materialistic in this world. Amen. And so you may have heard similar greetings uh, like that in church. And you might even use it. I know I've used it many times. Amen. But I have to question myself as to why I use that. You understand? And so I've been thinking about that for some time. Amen. But regardless of whether you use it or not, there's a question, and I had to pose this question uh, that, uh, to myself that needed to be addressed. Is it really true? Are you promised to be blessed and highly favored? Most importantly, does God have anything to say about it? Huh? So let's dig into this thing a little bit more. Amen. What does blessed and highly favored really mean? The phrase is straightforward. But the but 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 the thinking around saying that is that in every area of your life you will see God's blessing and experience His supernatural favor. To understand further, Amen, we need to see where this idea comes from, uh, and the phrase. Well, it does come from the Bible, but are we using it in its proper context? You see what I'm saying? And so, where is this concept in the Bible? The idea of blessing highly favored comes from the gospel of Luke. You see? 
And so I'm going to refer to uh, the New King James uh, Version of the Bible, uh, that translation. Now, I use many different translations in my studies so I can get a better understanding. Amen. But for this particular message, amen, I'm using New King James Version. And it said, and I'm going to uh, Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. I'm going to start right there. It says, now in the sixth month, <clears throat> excuse me, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And so the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Boom. Stop right there. So we're going to put the emphasis on highly favored and blessed. Now, one of the things to acknowledge is that this proclamation was not one that Mary spoke over her own life, as we often do. It was Gabriel, the angel sent by God, who spoke this about Mary. You see, Mary was blessed, not because she said so. It was because God said so. In other words, amen, we aren't blessed because we say it. We're blessed because God says it. Hallelujah. And so the actual word, amen, you see, in the Greek, this word blessed is called um, ketorami. If I pronounce that correctly, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I pronounce it correct. Y'all can look it up. Amen. It, 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 you know, if you translate it in, in English, it means you have been graced or full of grace. You see? And so this is the only time this form of the word is used in scripture. Now, there are other forms of the word grace in scripture, but none used in this exact form. So this is uh, this lets us know that while God has called many people blessed throughout Scripture and has even called people favored, only one person has ever he ever called uh, highly favored. It's only one person he has ever called highly favored. You see, and so to further understand this passage and statement, we need to we we need to keep reading. And the first thing we need to do is pay attention to Mary's response to that greeting. You see? And to do that, we're going to slide down a um, uh, little, little quick to, 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 to verse 29, which reads, But when she saw him, when she saw the angel Gabriel, this is what he's talking about, she was troubled at his saying. And excuse that noise. And consider what manner of greeting this was. You see? Now, wait a minute now. Mary wasn't shouting. She wasn't running through the streets of Nazareth declaring I'm blessed and highly favored. Her response was much more subdued and guarded. And so, when you read in the New Living Translation uh, uh, Bible, it uses the word confused and disturbed. You see what I'm saying? So in other words, Mary was confused and disturbed 
by what the angel has said to her, that she's highly favored and blessed. This alone tells us that this was uh, uh, this greeting was very unusual, and Mary was not expecting it. But it still doesn't answer the question why Mary was highly favored. So the answer to that is found in the next uh, few verses. And so I'm going to go down to verse 30 through 33. It reads, Gabriel was talking. Don't be afraid, Mary. The angel told you, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Glory to God. And so what we can take from that, or what we can glean from that, is this. And I believe this is very simple. Mary was highly favored because God chose her to be the one to give birth to Jesus. This was the favor she had been uh, graced with. It doesn't mean that Mary was more special or better than anyone else. She too would need to put her trust in Christ for salvation. Huh? It means that God had given her special grace or high favor to carry out his particular assignment. Glory to God. And so we can all receive favor from God and we often do. Glory to God we do. However, only one person can claim the distinction of highly favor and that is Mary. This is the only time uh, uh, this, uh, this term was used and rightfully so. Because no one else on earth would ever be able to give birth to Jesus. That, that, that can't be done again. You understand? And so, is this promise or proclamation, uh, is this a promise or proclamation to be claimed? You know, we, we, we have every right to claim the blessings and promises of God for our, li- for our lives, as long as we meet the conditions. Because many promises and blessings are conditional. Huh? However, this statement of blessed and highly favored was neither a promise nor a blessing. It was a proclamation made by God to one woman, and that woman was Mary. So yes, you can experience the blessings of God and be blessed. Yes, you can see and experience the favor of God in your life. However, unless you plan on giving birth to another Jesus, which we know is not going to happen, then this promise doesn't apply to you. Or this proclamation doesn't apply to you. You see? So how do we how do we claim the promises and blessings of God? The answer to this question is, the, is very straightforward again. You must meet the conditions. Most of the promises of God are conditional. They require something from you in exchange to for receiving from God. That something could be faith. That something could be obedience. It could be sacrifice. It could be giving. It could be knocking. But it is something that is given in exchange. Let me give you an example. The greatest promise we have from God is salvation and eternal life. Right? However, to receive this gift or promise of salvation, the eternal life uh, and, and eternal life, it requires confession, it requires belief in your heart, and it requires repentance of sin. So God is willing to give it freely, but we have to be willing to ask for it. Therefore, if you don't meet the condition, you don't receive the promise. Unfortunately, 
too many people, and I and I I, I used to be guilty of this uh, in my other life. Too many people want to experience God's blessings, but have no real interest in following God's conditions. If you want to experience all of the best God has for you in this life, then you have to be willing to do this. You have to be willing to do it his way. Remember Joshua 1.8. Amen. It says, keep this book of law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that uh, you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then, you see, then you will be prosperous and successful. Glory to God. So what does the Bible say about blessings? Let, 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 let me be clear. If you are in Christ, you are blessed. And Ephesians 1, 3 reminds us of that. It says, praise be to the God, our Father, uh, of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in heavenly realms with every spiritual blessings in Christ. Glory to God for that. And so where we sometimes go wrong is that too often we equate blessings of God or the blessings of God with only the material things, the, the food, the car, the money, the job, and, and anything else. So the blessings of God that matter the most are not the food, it's not the clothes, it's not the money, it's not the job. These things are important, don't get me wrong. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very important. However, the blessings aren't always seen, the blessings that are always seen, are not the most important. The ones that matter the most are the ones that you don't see. How important is peace to you? How important is joy to you? How important is hope to you? Glory to God. And, 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 and the confidence in, in, in a God who will never leave you nor forsake you. When you grab hold of these spiritual blessings, you truly begin to experience God's favor that shines regardless of the situations that you're facing. Glory to God. You know, I'm experiencing that right now. Hallelujah. To be blessed and highly favored may not mean what you think it did or what you th think it do. It might not be what you thought. But it doesn't discount the fact that you are, if you are in Christ, you are blessed. And so I encourage you to grab hold of all of the promises and blessings that God has for you in Christ. God's desire is to shower you with grace and favor. He requires you to walk in agreement with the conditions and promises. And when you do, watch all that God will do in your life. This has been Mitchell Dawkins with today's message.